This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Detroit, don't be sour. Clap your hands for your podcast champs and feel the power. It's the Top Rope Review. Yes, it is. T-T-R. T-T-R-T-T-R. It's actually T-R-R-T. I started it wrong. That's my fault. So welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of the Top Rope Review. And we just want to let you know that Top Rope Review is a part of the Podcast Detroit Network. We're broadcasting from the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. Boy, howdy, aren't we? Yeah. Yay! You can find us on Twitter at Top Rope Review. That's correct. And then we are also Facebook.com slash... Top rope review, all one word. No spaces, no hyphens, no underscores. And then if you love us so much, you can check out some of our other stuff. Uh, me and Josh are part of Nerd Life Productions. Uh, check where's us out the plug on bell? Plug, 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 plug. And Conrad there, that sexy voice, he's part of The Rack Show or Voxv.com. Yeah. And now it's normally a sexy voice and a sexy face, but today Aww, looking a little rough. I'm doing something on the Rack Show that involves uh, some pretty in- intensive makeup work, and I got my stuff done, and I will probably be pulled away from the Top Rope Review for more of the Rack stuff, so it'll be only uh, Wookie Will and Josh for this. But yeah, you can't see. there. There's some pictures that are being taken and will be posted later, but... It's oh pretty God. awesome. I haven't even seen myself. I have no idea what I look like. <laughs> you look really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome. Looking, uh... But that's a different show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different show. This is not the Rack Show. This is a this is Rack Show's like um, little little Cousin. prettier, like <laughs> more sexually attractive brother. You know, the one that like everyone. I know that I look at my little brother all the time and think about how more sexually attractive. Well, I'm just thinking he is like what other people think. You know, like. <laughs> I was gonna go like the female cousin that like you take to the prom, but don't tell anyone it's your cousin. <laughs> was that part of your life experience, Will? <laughs> no, you're talking. I don't know you know a little bit about how that works. Sounds a little close to the vest. Yeah, buddy. saying. All right, well, let's dive into some wrestling stuff. So wrestling. Well, I feel like a well, in some ways, a lot happened in the WWE this week, and then in some ways, it's just a lot of the same. So um, let's uh, start at the beginning of the week with some. I already. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, what, um, so let's start right on Monday with Monday Night Raw. And one of the things we wanted to talk about was the uh, corporate Kane, Demon Kane, Seth Rollins storyline. And I think Will has some pretty strong feelings on this, so I want to let you take away take it away. I'm enjoying the storyline a lot. Um, multiple reasons. One, like we talked about this before, I like the kind of the multiple personalities. I think they're doing. I think Kane's doing a great job of showing. Two faces, you know what I mean? Agreed. Like, corporate Kane is so upbeat, cheery. Like I love that whole uh, two weeks ago when they had him get evaluated by HR, and he was all like happy-go-lucky, and like it made Rollins look bad. And I also kind of like it's. I'm hoping. I, I like this. In, in my opinion, they're slowly making um, the authority face again. And and they're doing that by having him having them push Rollins. So, so they're trying to make Rollins stay a heel. You would not like Rollins because he's full of himself. He claims that he's the fighting champion, but really he does everything possible to get out of a fight. He's constantly complaining about having to defend his title. 
you know, like so they're doing that. Why they're also making the authority look good, and then and they're making you side with Kane. Like I that that promo package they had the two weeks ago when Kane showed all the stuff that Rollins did to him. I thought that was excellently done. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on is corporate Kane and the Demon Kane? Is they going to be face at Hell in a Cell, or do you think it's going to be Rollins is supposed to be the face in that match? Well, I th- I think that um, it's a it's a it's a rare decent continuation of a storyline where they do this. You know where the where the the authority was very heel. You know for a long time. And it's not that they've stopped being heels, just now that they got their golden boy where they want him to be, they want him to stand on his own two feet, you know? So it's like they're still doing what's best for business, kind of, in that sense, but they're just not being as um, evil about it, I guess, if, if that makes any sense to, to you guys. Well, I think, I mean, I said last week, I think that they're going with this more like realistic shades of gray approach where it's like in certain situations they're, they're heels, but then on you know, Triple H is a heel when he's doing stuff with Seth Rollins, and then you know five minutes later they're doing Connor's Cure. They're talking about NXT, mm-hmm. where you know at, um, Triple H is uh, his viewpoint on that is totally different, and the fans fans love him for that stuff. You know, it's the whole thing where he does he's generally supposed to be an evil character, but he does you know he thinks he's a good guy. You mm-hmm. know, what, what do you guys think of the separation they put on that match in Hell in a Cell? What is it like? If Rollins doesn't walk out with the belt, Corporate Kane loses his job. I did not know that happened, honestly. Yeah, it was it was what Stephanie made the, at the end. It was like what the thing Stephanie made. I want to say that was the stipulation. Was that like um, Kane? It, it, it's like Rollins is putting the belt on the line. Kane's putting the job on the line. Well, well, since we don't know for sure, let's come back to it. Yeah, we'll look up that information. Um, I will say that I like the direction it's taking. Um, I feel like it's very attitude era cheesy, but in a good way. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's, it's totally what great. it's what I missed. You know, the whole smoking uh, ambulance where he comes out and he had hurt leg, but now he doesn't have a hurt leg anymore. <laughs> um, it's and and it's Kane. It's putting Kane in the forefront. I've always been a big Kane fan, and I feel like he's eating crow and push guys over a lot. And I still feel like he's going to with Seth Rollins. I don't think they're going to put the strap on Kane, but I I still like that they're giving so much attention and bringing out the big red monster again. You know, as opposed to this uh, corporate Kane or um, Jobber Kane, like you know the big job and 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 the world's strongest Jobber. Um, I just I don't like how they package these big monster guys. As pushovers, and I feel like Kane is breaking away from that, and I enjoy that. Do you think? Do you think maybe? So I don't. I don't think Rollins. I think I've. I've always thought that they're they're pushing for Rollins to eventually face turn and face Triple H at the pay per view at, at WrestleMania, and I wonder. You put you like so we've said before, and I don't know if it was on mic or off mic, but we talk about wrestling all the time, so it's hard to know. But that this. Like the next time Kane puts his mask on, we said this like a while ago, that this probably would be his last hurrah, like his last big run. So do you put the belt on Kane and then have Kane do a program with Taker for WrestleMania? Because I feel like doing one last one last program with Taker makes sense. So then you have – because you don't want Rollins to have the belt against Triple H. It doesn't make sense. Because then you, it puts too much on like, well, they're not going to put 
the belt on Triple H again. So it's like a foregone conclusion who's going to win. It's really unnecessary. Yeah. It's like – it's kind of like Cena. You don't need a belt on Cena to have a Cena match anymore. Right. You can Unless give that – U.S. title. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you, honestly, you don't even need up, that, though. though. And yeah. you're right. And it's given prestige. But if he drops the belt by WrestleMania and then he's doing something else at WrestleMania, a grudge match, something else, you know. But he, you can do that. He has that popularity to carry a match without that kind of massive stipulation. Big you can give name. it to one of the up-and-coming guys or one of the guys who's been working, like Ziggler, you know, who really deserves that kind of attention and that kind of prestige. They've actually done a really good job. You know, I was they, they were talking about last year they're going to put the belt on Brian and they're going to put the other belt on Cena and bring him up. They've really actually done a really good job of making the two uh, subtitles and then also the tag titles become relevant again. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is awesome. Going back to your other point, though, <clears throat> I kind of feel like uh, maybe it's just me marking out, but I kind of feel like Triple H is going to be the face of the Triple H-Rollins match. Because I, I, I don't know. I guess... I'm really liking Cena as a heel. I'm not saying I'm Seth Rollins as a Everyone heel. Everyone likes Cena as a heel. Yes, that's the, <laughs> that's the one thing that they need to do is they need to turn Cena. I mean, look what it did when they turned Hogan. Hollywood Hogan. It's not going to happen until they have someone to take his spot. That's true. When you see someone that hits the T-shirt sales for the kids like he does, that's the point where you're going to see who, him. Who would have been that equivalent in WCW when that happened, do you think? Goldberg? The, or well, Gold, Goldberg. Well, the, the, see, the, the NWO became that. The the thing, yeah, but they didn't know that that was going to happen necessarily. I think the difference between that and um, the, during WCW in the late nineties and now or WWE now is that you had Vince Russo who didn't really care about T-shirt sales. He just wanted to, even though he wasn't necessarily always that good at it, he wanted to tell a compelling story and like mess with the crowd. So. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he's a smart mark just like we are. He's like, well, no, turn Hogan heel, it'll be huge. Like, people will freak out. Which it was. And he's he. I think he was always more about crowd reaction and that sort of stuff than he was. He's not worried about T-shirt sales. Mm-hmm. And you had Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner who weren't really concerned with the on-air product. They were just, you know, handing out money. Well, and that was part of – I mean, that's part of the reason why WCW went bankrupt was because for a long time – ATM Eric. Yeah, I mean, Ted Turner just gave them whatever money they needed, and it was once that money got dried up was when the product started really suffering. So um, speaking of, like, mystic, hokey characters and – and well, and this also will tie into – so hold on. I started a segue, and then I realized something else I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the thing – the reason I think that a Seth Rollins face turn is coming also is because then that facilitates a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. Uh, do you really do you think they will actually reunite, or do you think it'll just be like a once in a while kind of nod to the past? Because they're I all doing we'll really do well by those. themselves. I mean, they have Ambrose and Rollins constantly tagging, tagging together right now, and they always bring up, "Oh, it's my brothers in arms." Or even you know, Rollins' big thing is like he is one against all. But yet, whenever Dean Ambrose is around, it seems to be two versus all. So you mean Reigns? Not Rollins. yeah, I'm about to say yeah. not Rollins. <laughs> I said Ambrose. No, you said <laughs> you said Rollins oh, is one against yeah. all. We kinda, yeah. Well, we kinda I now. am all over the place in that guy. Sorry. No, that's all right. We're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of hokey characters and heel turns and stuff, I'm – and speaking of, of Reigns and Deaton Ambrose, I'm really sick of the Wyatt uh, Reigns storyline and I'm really Me hoping too. it's over at Hell in the Cell. I uh, – you know, the introduction of this monster um, – oh, gosh – What's his name? It's a hard name to say, too. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. It's a heck of a name to pick. 
to market a guy, in my opinion. But, um, you know, yeah, he's this unbeatable, unstoppable, gigantic monster. We've seen it in the past. He'll most likely fade to the background um, after, you know, he's done with his 15 minutes of fame with the Wyatts. And I, um, yeah, I want to see it done. It's not interesting anymore. I want to see what direction they take the rest of those characters. Was Ambrose on Raw? Like, what did he do? Was he on Raw? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking SmackDown. I don't think he was on SmackDown. It was a it was a tag match between R- Reigns and and um, uh, those Reigns Randy and, and, and Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't see Ambrose. I don't know if he got hurt or something, or if he just had the night off. I have no idea. I had the night off. Yeah, but uh, I yeah, I would like to see where else they can take those people. I, I have no I, idea where. I have no faith because it's like they have this like like I feel like Bray Wyatt is one of their most popular characters, especially if you're looking at like the the new guys, like the the up and comers, and they. They just seem to – I mean I know you get a good rub from where – like it doesn't even matter if, if you work Cena and you work The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's good for you even if you lose. But it's like give the guy a pay-per-view victory. Jeez. Uh-huh. Like, well, they have no real direction. Their gimmick right now it's just getting old is that they randomly like throw a dart at a dartboard and they're like, oh, Jericho, that guy. I'm coming after you. Oh, Undertaker, I'm coming after you. And you know what I mean? Like – What's the point of forming this wrestling stable family if they're not going to go after belts? Like, why aren't they hunting down the tag belts? Why aren't they hunting down at least, like, the is U.S. belts or is the it because IC belts? it's not about belts. It's about bringing down the, our heroes. Even then, though. Yeah, that's like, what he's always talking about. It's like I'll be honest. If, if that's the case, and I really hope they never verbalize that on air, I think that kind of shits on belts. It was, it was like uh, when Cena was going up it was either Cena or Ryback when Ryback was really new and an unstoppable, you know, human wrecking ball going up against uh CM Punk in a cage match, you know, before the CM Punk screw job with Ryback. And it was decided between like which one of them would actually fight him. And Cena was like, you know what? That belt is the most important thing in this industry, but I want to see you get your ass kicked. So Ryback is gonna be your opponent. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you decide not to go after the belt? Right, you know, you, the the biggest course, prize in the industry. He says that like that too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like when the um, you know that that night that the the Bellas had a pro, it was Bellas had a promo against it, it was when they were on the high or not on the highlight reel but Miz TV and and everyone started booing them and and chanting for Sasha and then they got on like Instagram and Twitter the next day and were scolding everybody. It's like, but why would we care about your match it, during the promo? Nikki Bella said, like, these matches don't even matter because the belt's not on the line. So then why would people not boo yeah. and pay and pay attention to your match when you just said that matches these matches don't matter? It's like you 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 put it in the pooper yourself. Like You put it in the pooper I, yourself. You, you just did. said that. You put the match in the pooper yourself. Okay. The ma- you gotta say match. You did not you just said it. That oh, was a giggity, oh, actually. Oh, sorry. That was totally a giggity. I wasn't even thinking I was thinking like Let's toilet. Go. It's okay, I like, was. I was. <laughs> Um, dirty, dirty uh, mask, dirty mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some blood on my mask, isn't there? Like I'm a pretty gross looking demon, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't even know what direction they could possibly take them. That wouldn't be like what they've already done. Exactly. But I still want to see them go somewhere they've else. They've done nothing but chase. The, but they've done everything but chase, chase the house. belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you're right on that. Well, it makes it makes. I mean, even like before this feud started, both Ambrose and Rollins. Was chasing, I mean, Reigns. <laughs> Man, why do they keep doing that? Well, Rollins chased it and succeedingly yes, I mean, obtained. It, yes, belts. I mean, the Shield broke up. They all went after belts to get after different belts. You know, it's, it's, it, like, that's what they were doing. So, 
I don't know, man. Speaking of belts, though, those tag team champions. What the about those guys? Oh, my God. That was, I mean, that was our intro for a reason. I, I great. And they the dominated day. at the end of Raw, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's it's nice, you know, this whole time, the New Day, I mean, the reason that we like the New Day is that they're they're heels, but they're entertaining. Uh-huh. Um, they're very and, talented. And, they, and they're very talented. I, I still think that, like, as far as, like, entertainment value and mic skills, like, Xavier Woods is probably the best thing that the WWE has going right now. He's even though like, they don't so, even utilize his in-ring talents, which he right. has in space. Well, right. well, I was amazed because he's they, small. Two weeks ago, when they gave him that Cena match, that was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, "You're going to go for a walk in the woods." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it's it's awesome to see them like the beating up Ziggler, and then um, and then you know um, coming out on top. You, they literally took out every top face in the company, basically. I mean, with the exception of uh, Ambrose and, and Reigns. But I mean, it makes sense they're in a different program. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see them stand tall as as you know, heels, but not just being cowardly heels, but like actually being like dastardly, like old time heels that they're, you know, they're actually beating people up and, and, uh, coming out on top. It was a real nice push it, yeah. and it was unexpected. You know, yeah, no, you totally. see Cena come out, you see, uh, well, cause the match was, wasn't it originally Cena and Ziggler? Ziggler. No, 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 no. It was, um, Oh no, Ziggler taking on Big E? No, no, that so, was on. So that was, was on SmackDown. It was, the US, it was the U.S. Belt Challenge. Ziggler was going to come out, and then his music was just playing and playing. And then the New Day came out carrying him because they had beat him up. And then they, and then it became Big E versus Cena. Which and it goes back to so WB is really good about using social media. We kind of spoke about this before about how some of their character and their personalities kind of use the account kayfabe others don't uh-huh. and so it was like the week before it broke on social media that xavier woods was going to have the match against cena and that it was on the, and on monday it was ziggler said something along the lines of you know that open challenge sounds nice or whatever and then so everyone kind of knew it was going to be ziggler and then it was and his music played played a little longer than normal and then played even way longer than normal and then you know what the old out. switcheroo yeah Going back of what happened last week, which is amazing. So. Yeah, you totally expected it to be like, okay, you know, they took out Ziggler and Ziggler comes back, you know, try to beat him up, and then uh, they get help from from the not the New Day, sorry, uh, the Dudleys. Dudleys, and then you know they're getting up through their tables, you know, wash, rinse, repeat, like what we've been seeing. But no, not the case this time around. And to put the chair, what were we gonna say? Well, I'm sorry. I was say, have they announced what Cena's matches at Hell in Cell yet? No. I, I wouldn't so. be surprised if it was a member of New Day versus Cena for the yeah. belt. That'd be a lot of New Day Speaking in one pay-per-view. Yeah, which would what happened at the same time, though. It happened two pay-per-views ago. It was Kofi was in was, – was, what was Kofi in? Was that the one against Brock? No, that was no. a while back. Okay. Kofi wrestled – I think he was maybe in a ladder match or something. So Kofi wrestled a match, and then the Woods and Big E defended the belts. Yeah. It was the first time they had the tag belts. So speaking of Hell in the Cell, I just want to quickly note that we were talking about Kane earlier. Uh, the, the stipulation for the match between Kane and Seth Rollins is that if Kane doesn't win, he loses his job. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah like so his he, job as a wrestler or his job as like, like the director? Kane. Okay. Yeah. yeah, corporate Kane loses his director of operations job. So yeah. it's not like he's going to – it's not a retirement job kind of no. thing, deal. No. Okay. Loser leaves town. Yeah. So to put the icing on the cake, and I feel like this is really the only thing worth mentioning about the show, but to put the icing on the cake and to continue to kind of advance that story, you know, you have New Day and Raw standing tall, 
and then they open SmackDown with a promo. Yeah. Like, that's they open with New Day. And then the rest of SmackDown was just kind of the same stuff we've seen. Not bad matches, but also no real storyline advancement as well. So Yeah. Nothing really of note happens on SmackDown that's important for anybody to watch. I wish th- I wish WWE would treat it like it was a show that you need to watch. I wish they still did that that uh that draft where like both of them were like legitimate shows and stuff happened on each show. Yeah, well that was that was them trying to create the Monday Night Wars within their own company. I still liked it better yeah. than what they're doing now. It was, you know, you had to have you had to have the SmackDown versus the Raw, and they had that pay per view all the time. So, but yeah. speaking of interesting happenings, I think NXT is where it's at. I think you're right. I think <laughs> I was, you know, I so I've been. It's like what, NXT is kind of like one of those things. It's like I have a, t- I have like a nerdy to do list. So it's like I have all these shows I need to watch that my friends tell me are good, and it's like I make sure I watch Raw. I watch SmackDown if something good happens, but I've I've kind of not been real good about keeping up with NXT. You know, I like I hear about big things and I watch big matches when I need to, but I watched just I watched the NXT Takeover uh, Respect, the one from this week, and and then I, I also watched the Brooklyn one, and I've watched a couple episodes now. And it's like everything that WWE is is doing that I don't like. NXT is not doing. And one of the greatest examples of this, and I'm sure that you'll agree with me, is that the commentary crew talks about the match, talks about the people in the ring, doesn't talk about anything else. Like the color commentator talks about what's going on, and the, or no, the, sorry, the play-by-play guy talks about what's going on in the ring, and then the two color commentators like add some spice to that, talking about just those people, unlike JBL and, um, and Michael Cole and Brian Saxon, who just... Like they'll talk about what's going on in the ring, but there's so often that they're just like talking about something that has nothing to do with what's going on in the ring. It's like you'll have like you'll have like Cesaro and Kevin Owens in the ring, and they'll be talking about John Cena. It's like that. No one cares. Yeah, it's just like it's in a professional. It's like in pro sports. It's like LeBron James is on the bench, but they're talking about him. It's like talk about what's going on. You yeah, know, don't. And I love that. It was like I was watching it, and it's and it. And I, I got really excited. It's like watching like old school, like eighties, nineties attitude era wrestling, where they, like the commentators knew what their job was, and they like carried that out the right way. It was really cool. Yeah, NXT cracks me up too, though, because it's like it, it's, it's a great product. Like if you're not watching NXT and you just plain simply love wrestling, check it out. Oh my god! So um, and it, it really is though. Like some of the matches is, is very classic WWE style. And then stuff, stuff, and the other stuff, it reminds you very much of what you would see at indie shows or what WCW is putting out and what and, and, uh, TNA puts out, Ring of Honor puts out. It, it's like a perfect blend of both, like, the non-WE product and the WE product coming together. And you and it's, it's great, too, to be able to watch characters develop in there. And they yeah. still have, like, like some of their mid-carders still have those ridiculous, cheesy gimmicks that, like, WB doesn't really do anymore in the main rosters. Yeah, well, so. and we'll, and I'll talk about that a little bit in a, in a moment. I I have the full match breakdown. I think we should talk about the whole event just because. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna say. Was. You want you have the the list. Let's kick off the. Yeah. Um. So the there were two there were two huge there were a couple. So I think we don't go like from start to finish, but we go like from order of importance, uh, and then on to like you know what I mean. So 
this this pay per view featured two really bi- a couple mid card like mid card undercard matches that didn't necessarily I mean they were furthering storyline but the the two main things that were that you were tuning into NXT Takeover respect for were the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic and the the iron the thirty man thirty thirty man thirty minute Iron Man match between Sasha Banks and Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship and, and for some people who don't know. Um, one of the great behind-the-scenes person of NXT who helped mold some of these current superstars, who helped mold the guys who are now on Raw who were in NXT, was Dusty Rhodes. Completely. He was one of the main key guys behind the scenes in there. And so then when he passed away, it, I think it hurt the NXT roster more harder than it hurt some of the main roster guys. Oh, totally. Because the NXT guys were the guys who saw Dusty every day. A lot of guys have their name because Dusty gave them their name. Yeah, um, and so it's it was, and so they honored him. They did basically a King of the Ring style tournament, but tag teams, which makes sense. It made sense for NXT because they helped to push more superstars and so got a lot, lot of people more. on the card. Yeah, yeah, and it also helped to kind of show some more people in action. But um, so so okay, so some of the matches that were the 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 matches that weren't part of the part of that. Um, we had uh, Asuka. It's it's spelled Asuka, but they say Asuka, so I don't. I'm guessing that's obviously what it is. Um, versus Dana Brooke, um, and that and, was her. De- it was Asuka's debut match, which is a huge gift for them. Yeah, she's a big international star, um, and I was I was pretty impressed. I thought it was uh, interesting. You know, she was um, I, she was smiling during the entire match, which I thought I was like. It didn't seem to me like a, like I'm having a good time. It was kind of like a maybe she's a little crazy. Yeah, that's that's stuff from her character. Is that her gimmick? Yeah, and and, and she's kind of known for working stiff. She's a hard hitter. Um, well, I, yeah, she's I Japanese. Know I'm a, I know I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but she wrestled overseas as Katana or Kara. It's K A N A. I believe that's how they Kana. Kana, yeah. Okay. And that's that's what she wrestled overseas as. She's been in the business for since '04. Won many women's titles and other promotions. Wrestled all the big promotions in Japan. She was like, I'm, I'm happy they got her for a couple of different reasons. One, they've been doing a lot better about getting bigger overseas stars. Two, she's a great worker, but I feel like she's a little older than what WB is tends to be recruiting for their women, bringing in new girls. Yeah. So I was glad they got her. You know, and, and and two, it's it's they're pushing the women's division more. And it's good to see that they're bringing in bigger talent, and she will put on some fantastic matches. You know, when they get her, when when she gets up there with some of the other girls who have been wrestling as long as she has. Yeah, and um, I want to backtrack just a little bit because this is a good spot to put it in. I just wanted there was a comment from about Raw that I wanted to say, um, and maybe because you watched the Hulu version, you weren't totally sure that this happened but we did the the trend continued that we've been seeing for a while that we got two divas matches two fully formed divas matches on you know not just the the little short ones um on raw um and did, did were both were both divas matches on the hulu cut no the hulu cut which is why i watch um for those of you who don't know we're all as a three-hour show on usa network but the hulu airs an hour and a half version of it um the next day, and they mainly cut out. It drives me nuts because they mainly cut out um, matches. They keep all the promos, 
it just it goes nuts because you receive the same you know video package like three times in an episode, but they're cut out mid card matches. I was going really upset when Goldust and Stardust was tagging together because a lot of their matches they cut got those cut. out. Oh, that's yeah, the worst. and those are two of my favorite guys. I was missing it, but yeah. So I don't, the only match they had on the ninety minute Hulu Raw was the Bellows versus Team Bad. Okay, so yeah, so you had that, and then you, which was it was uh, was very an, a very interesting showing, and this this will kind of tie in anyway because we're going to talk about Sasha in a little bit, but um, they they gave the divas like the the kind of treatment they give men with that did they, the with the whole like the uh, cars pulling up and them having like a backstage um, thing, and yeah. then um, and then also the. Um, they had like a promo before their match. I mean, they got the full treatment, and it's and, really and, nice and to all, see. And all that was on the, the Hulu version because Hulu tends to keep storylines that push other events. So that that whole storyline, that match was all about helping to push the NXT Takeover event that happened on Wednesday. So it made sense they keep that. Well, that's good, and I'm glad that they did that. Hey, I want to send a shout out to our brother Tim Cole. He's given us some love on Twitter and responding to our stuff so that's awesome thanks tim thanks for listening in and uh, I, we love your facebook post yeah we we do thank you so much and then also i just want to let everyone know if you want to get in on our conversation we got uh tabitha working the twitter page today um so she'll you know she's uh doing that and um you can tweet us at top rope review on twitter our facebook is facebook.com slash top rope review and if you want to call us live in the studio the number is two four eight five seven nine no no, don't don't call them live. Uh, next week you can start calling them live. Oh, because I don't know how to turn that on. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't call in live because Will doesn't know how to work the phones. So just tweet us, old fashioned, you know, the old fashioned way. But next week we will start taking on air calls. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah next I didn't week think we were going to talk so to us. Soon. Uh, yeah, if you want to talk to us next week, call in. Our so. normal our normal board guy is not here this night. Yeah, so uh, we're we're winging it. This is uh this harkens us back to the old uh, two nerds in a wookie's days. With, yeah, uh, me and you in uh in the studio, you running yeah. the board. And our listeners who tuned in the previous episodes, you may have noticed that Mike's not here with us tonight. Yeah, we're missing, we filled we filled the knowledge that, and Conrad has disappeared on us. <laughs> Conrad's sitting right here. Yeah. Hey, Conrad, I heard uh, that you're really you're really sad that that Rusev Lana angle is gone. Oh yeah, man, I'm really upset that they don't have that on anymore. That was my favorite angle. I'm glad someone else agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, all over so the, the other two ten seconds. <laughs> no, we're good. Back back to where we're Sorry, at. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know you didn't know how to work the phones well. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag typical. Anyway, um, so the and then the other divas match was um, a furthering of the Natty Page um, stuff, which I'm interested to see where they go with that. I mean, it might be it might I'll, be good, and they let I'm, they let Natty win. So. I'm torn about that. Um, Natty's one of my favorite divas. Um, well. was one of Natty was one of my favorite divas until I saw how annoying she is on Total Divas. Yeah, I admit I watch Total Divas. I don't yeah, care. I mean, well, I, I like her in Wing Style. Um, you know, her. No, she's her, such a great worker. And her and Beth Phoenix were real close. And oh, Beth Phoenix yeah, is one of my all time favorite the um, divas of destruction. Yeah, you know, so and it's 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 tough though. But I mean, I don't personally. I like Becky and I like Charlotte together, and I don't think they need a third person. I don't think Team Bellas need Alicia Fox. I don't think she does anything for them other than gets her on TV, which is good for her. Because um, I know, especially when it comes to the women's division, WB, TV time is probably the most valuable time for them. Yeah. Because most of them see very little to non-TV time. 
But it's kind of like I don't see the point of that. I like Team Bad as a whole. I think the three of them make sense together. I think they should get rid of the factions. Get rid of the factions. Why are you working together? There's one prize. You should all be trying to get to that prize. And you know, and if they want to team people together to get the most divas on screen, I mean, you and I have talked about this. You agree with me? We we want we want a divas divas tag division. Well, or at least bring like back the women's people. belt. Yeah, do the divas belt. Do the women's belt. Have the women's belt be mainly on SmackDown. Have the divas belt be mainly yeah, on Raw. Yeah, but I think like we're I think we're past that kind of two top titles thing. But I, I mean, the, and the tag tag. There's enough. I mean, you think about how many how little the tag. The male tag, like there aren't that many dudes in the male tag division, so I feel like they have enough divas to do a divas tag division. I mean, because it's just going to be two, two to four teams vying for titles anyway, and then you have whoever's left. You know, you have whoever's left, whoever your top two or three are, they can be in the the title hunt for the for the divas title. I mean, there's been rumors for a while that they're going to do one. I, I, I'm TNA bad. did it. I'm gonna say, and I can't remember. TNA still has their their. Uh, knockout tag not, titles. Not that TNA did it as a good excuse for anything. Uh, well, in general, I don't think that's something you should say to justify anything that happens in wrestling. I, 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 your I, voice I, is a lot different than the last time. Yeah, you were when you're talking. talking about Rusev, it sounded so much better. Oh, oh, you guys were uh, <laughs> filling in. For, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure. I had to step away for the rack show, and I guess these guys covered for me while I was gone. Yeah, well, we wanted people to feel your presence on the well, show. Well, I appreciate that. Here. Thank you. But I'm back now with my own opinions and voice, so yes, I appreciate back. that. Conrad's back. Oh, I will gosh. say, though, the one thing I think TNA's done better than WB is their knockout division. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's, I mean, that's That's it. literally the one thing they've got. Which, I mean, and a, a prime example of this is Gil Kim was in TNA. I knew you were going to bring up Gil Kim. She established a knockout division. She left TNA, went back to WBE, had a very short run there. I think she held the Divas belt once or twice while she was there. And then she left again because it was like, even though I think the money was probably better for her in WBE, she got to wrestle in, in, in TNA. She puts on some phenomenal lot of matches in TNA. See, I, I would only watch TNA if I lost a bet. And um, I uh, I only saw Gail Kim when she was in WWE, and I felt like she was very similar to um, Sin Cara in the sense that, like, there were times where she was brilliant, and there were times when she was just shit in the bed. Like, her spots went terribly, and it was just not fun to watch. You should watch some of her early matches of Awesome Kong. You bring him bring that awesome. DVD to watch. You got that DVD. Oh, I sure, yeah. yeah. I, I have a TNA Knockouts DVD. <laughs> Really? Yeah. All right. You got a sale or something. No. no, did you get it at the county fair? No, I got it. All... No, I got it when um, Sam Goody went on Sam Goody was going business. <laughs> Sam Goody by us was going business. Me and Josh went there one day. And, we like, bought all their wrestling DVDs. Yeah, we just walked up a giant stack. We'll take all these, please. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, that's pretty awesome. All right, so back to NXT TakeOver Respect. Uh, the one other match that wasn't part of the classic or part of the Iron Man match was Apollo Crews, who I know you're a big fan of, Will versus Tyler Breeze. And can I just say that, why is Tyler Breeze still have that stupid gimmick and that stupid outfit? It, Does anyone else? I mean... I, well, they must... He's a pretty decent and ruining performer. Absolutely. And, I and, thought that was a great match. And, 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 and no, no, no. And I'm, and I'm not saying like that. Him. Just this gimmick. The but gimmick so is bad. Here's, here's my thing is, it reminds me of Cena's rap gimmick. And I'd be really interested to see if he will move past that gimmick like Cena did, and kind of redefine his personality. I, I mean, so. I mean, you watch some of Cena's early stuff, even Cena's debut match when he was the ruthless, ruthless aggression. aggression. I mean, nice. yeah, I mean, you watch some of that stuff, man. Like my first experience with Cena because I Cena was getting big right when I was starting to watch, 
And then I went to a house show at the Joe, and like all these guys who I was with, going with, we were in like the Cena chain and all this stuff. And I was like, who is this guy? And then like he came out and like, how is he getting popular? This gimmick it makes no sense to me. I still it still boggles my mind how Cena got so popular as a white rapper gimmick. I I thought it was funny back in the day. I don't think anybody didn't think it was funny. Yeah, back I, I don't think no one took him seriously. Yeah, but I guess it's kind of like the you know Rocky Maivia entrance when he had the the, the tassels and the bright blue and like. And everyone hated that. Game. Everybody yeah, he can, hated Tyler Breeze can go somewhere with this. I, and I'm not saying he's bad. He's a bad worker. He's not. I'm just. I'm just. I the gimmick is terrible. I I like the selfie stick thing. I think that's cool. Does he ever use it as a weapon? Because I feel like he absolutely should. It's, it it reminds me of like Rick Martel the model. And, and, and yeah. I think it's I think it's clever too because they have his phone linked to the Titantron. Mm-hmm. So as he's oh walking, do they really? I didn't yeah, know so that. As he's walking through the ring, what, what he's seen on, on his selfie stick, you're seeing on the uh, that's pretty cool. That's his, that's his entrance video. So I think that's cool. But I don't. I hate the way he dresses with the outfit. Yeah, no, I hate. Kind of harkens back too. to uh, John Morrison just which a smidge bit, but which his, I did not like Morrison. Yeah, but are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, I love the I love the entrance and everything. Yeah. You just shocked me. John Morrison was amazing. Can I remind you what I've told you guys every week? Will has some very peculiar opinions. That, that we dude was like one of the with. best in ring performers ever. Parkour, parkour. He was good. I'll give him that. Like, he has some awesome spots. Craptastic on the mic, but boy, how did he look and play the part? Yeah, you give him a mouthpiece and he's great. I mean, he's in. Uh, uh, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. Johnny Mundo. Yeah, Johnny Mundo right now, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I have no idea how he's doing there. Oh, well, I'm sure he's doing great. But, I mean, I'm sure. I thought the Paulo Cruz match was great. Like, I'm I'm a big guy. Like, like when, when when I first saw the promo video for him and they were seeing some of the athletic stuff this guy can do, I was like, this guy is going to be a future champion. Yeah. I think that TNA – no, I'm sorry, TNA. Gosh, I apologize. NXT – did uh, such a good job of actually making me believe that Tyler Breeze could feasibly steal one away from Cruz. Like, yeah. there were a few times, especially that very last spot with the standing backflip. It was standing backflip, right? Where yeah, he, where right. he put up the knees after grabbing yeah, the yeah, leg yeah, 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 yeah. to not let him do it. It looked like he was going to steal a roll-up victory. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, is this the way it's going to end? This is the way that has – because he's undefeated right now. And that's a really big stink is yeah. – is, Breaking that kind of quote unquote streak, not to use right. the Undertaker uh, vernacular. Um, but he's gotten got the Goldberg vibe going for him where he's just going and going and going, and no one seems to be able to stop him. I thought almost feasibly Breeze was going to be able to do that. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think that, and I was, when you were out of the room, I was talking about the, one of the, th- the things. Are you admitting that I was out of the room now? Yeah, we were, oh, okay. Yeah. We, we met before you did the <laughs> when, <voice you're>, <laughs> when you were out of the room, um, no, yeah, he said, Oh, Conrad's not in the room right now. And I was like, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, but I was saying like one of the things about NXT that makes NXT for me the best product that, that WWE is putting out is that the commentators are actually talking about the match. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about – and then the color commentators are talking about the people in the match and not talking about like, oh, this is what John Cena's doing later and this is some stupid joke that JBL's saying that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, no, ring. Corey Graves is amazing. Like the, yeah. his transition from an in ring performer to an announcer, I think was it was very well done. Yeah. So but they I mean they they sold Tyler Breeze and this you know, he's been trying and he keeps getting looked over for a title shot and da 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 da. Like they they made it believable that he's a threat 
and that you know that he's he's got this block on his shoulder or chip on his shoulder and you he's know. one of the guys that helped shape NXT into right. what it is today yeah, and exactly. he proved it in the ring absolutely yeah just get a better gimmick yeah well I'm just amazed that he's stuck with the gimmick as long as he has so because I mean, I mean maybe he'll develop maybe finally when he's maybe the whole thing is like he will drop the gimmick and finally do something serious and like that's what they're keeping him with the gimmick for they're using it as a tool to push him farther later on because because there's so many guys who have been in nxt for less time than he has who have evolved their character more than he has you know and, and then there's been a lot of people who've left nxt who you saw complete evolve you know and i think the best example of this is uh becky lynch like becky lynch how she debuted and the way becky lynch is now on raw completely different person she's like the friendly sheamus yeah, friendly, hot, Seamus. <laughs> I'm a fan of I'm her. Not gonna fan. lie, and I love her her steampunk ring attire too. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. She she was not wearing that when she debuted in NXT. All right, so I feel like we're gonna run out of time, so we should move on to the next thing. Um, we want to talk about the dust. At least quickly talk about the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic. Um, I was really surprised that they had the two teams that weren't really tag teams in the final. Like, neither one of the, the tag teams that were actual tag teams made it to the end. But they were, like, the execs. It, it cracked me up, though, because it was both both teams had an established guy who was done a lot of stuff outside of NXT, and they're now, like, kind of the bigger, like, NXT names. One had Rhino, and one had Samoa Joe. And then the other, the other teams had more of the... Homegrown NXT people, even though Finn Balor is not. Finn Balor is pretty established. Is not exactly what you called homegrown, but NXT tries more or less pushes him as that. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I thought that was really well done. Um, the the matches, all the matches in that were sal- solid, and I thought I thought it was really cool that they had everybody come out, even Cody, not in character. I and, was, and then the thing that he said that was oh, mm-hmm. so good. Well, and then I was telling my brother when we were watching this, I was like, twenty years ago, that would not have happened. They yeah. would not have let Cody, who's currently Stardust, not be in Stardust makeup and cut a promo that's not like his current character on Raw is. Well, especially yeah. we keep talking about how, you know, who's Cody? Like every time we bring up mm-hmm. who's Cody? It's Stardust. I was he, literally about to do it before. Well, he, <laughs> he is so like, into that, that character and does such a good job owning that character yeah. that, uh, you know, for him to break away, it really showed the tribute and how important Dusty was to the industry and especially to NXT. Well, and they were really pushing that, uh, I forgot her name, is his wife. Eden Styles. Yeah, like they opened the show making a comment about that. Like, oh, there's Eden Styles on the mic. She's the wife of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and maybe it's just one of those things because it was in NXT. They're they're separating. Well, a and, bit. and it was it was you know the the finale of the Dusty Rhodes classic. Right. You know, I I agree with Josh in the sense that I think it's a rare miss that they didn't give it to an established tag team. Um, and I really wish they kind of would have brought up the fact that you know. A tag team, you know, they're a cohesive unit, and, and it's just a different animal than being a singles competitor. And, you know, you can put two great people on a team together, and sure, they might be great, but they might not be a tag team, you know? And it's I, – I feel like they were just more deserving teams. If they wanted to give it to Finn Balor just because he's Finn Balor, why didn't they just make it like a King of the Ring-esque thing, you know? I mean I know they get more faces on, on screen when they put tag teams together, but I just think a tag team should have won – the first ever, you know, Dusty I'm pretty Rhodes sure that their tag team champions were eliminated in round three. Yep. Yeah, the Vaude villains. Yep, but they, which 
their gimmick sweet and has evolved slightly since they debuted, but it's been almost the same gimmick the whole time. Because they're not bad guys anymore, right? Yeah. Even though they're the VOD villains, people well, kind of like them. And, and, and they've kind of done a better job of establishing their look. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a little bit more cheesy 1930 guys than what they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they are, they are a great tag team. But yeah, they got eliminated third, but they did have their, their NXT champion. And I think that's part of the reason why, though, is he didn't defend the belt that takeover. That's I mean, true. When's the last time that one of the WB main titles wasn't defended at a pay-per-view? And as soon as he hurt his knee, I knew they were going over. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, well, we should move on to the, the highlight of that pay-per-view, the 30-minute uh, Iron Man match between Sasha Iron and Iron Woman match, probably which got chanted the, a few times. Probably one of so the highlights good. of NXT as a whole. So good. It's incredibly progressive, and the, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks are both amazing competitors. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I think one of the things I really liked is, you know, I— to 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 even kind of so I could compare it for the show, I watched the Brooklyn match over again right before I watched that match, and they did this really cool thing where they would do a spot that was exactly the same as the one from the other match, but like so uh, there was a spot, but it would it would end different. So in the first match, uh, Sasha Banks has. Um, Bailey and her finisher and pushes off the ropes and rolls over and Bailey gets out of it and does something to her. Well, and then in the in the second in the Iron Man match, the Iron Woman match, they they went for that spot again and Bailey went to get out and Sasha just got her back in it. Like and so they kept doing like the nods same the spot first. nods to the first match, doing the same spot, but then changing it to make it new. And I love that ref bump spot where the ref was in the corner. No, that was great. So good. I, mean, I, I, I just, believe. I've, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I haven't seen anything like that, how they, the multiples almost ref bumping and then using that to her advantage. And both of Sasha's pins were cheap. Yep. You know? And, and I can appreciate that because they were great. Um, I thought that the um, reverse Hurricane Rada from the second rope that got um, countered by Sasha, which was another nod to their previous match, that yeah. reverse Hurricane Rada that Bailey gave her, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no, it, and... I won't get into what I don't like about the match yet, but there were some things <laughs> I didn't like about it. Because right now we're getting Yeah, there's the something I didn't like about it either, but it wasn't really on the girls. Yeah. There's a couple Women. things I didn't like about it, but uh, I was just going to say that the Bailey's finisher is called the Belly to Bailey suplex. Yes. But, it's actually um, called the Bailey to Belly. But yeah. yeah. And, and then Sasha Banks um, has said this numerous times. Eddie Guerrero was her favorite wrestler growing up. Her favorite wrestler of all time. And I think that match especially, you could see his influence in her ring style. Totally. A lot. And she, like, you let her do that on the on Raw more often. I think she'll be one of the top heels for them. Well, no you problem. let anybody do She's the stuff most over like, Diva anyway. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you let anybody do the stuff she did. There was a, there was a part in the match where she got another cheap uh, uh, victory. She got Bailey counted out. And on her way back to the ring from throwing Bailey into the Titantron, which is what got the count out, she grabbed Bailey's biggest fan's little head, yeah. uh, oh, so head awesome. um, bow and started wearing it in the ring. And that kid started bawling tears, just hugging her dad, like crying real tears. And she's just in the ring soaking up the fact that she is just super hated right it's now. Well, awesome. and the, the similar thing happened back in the day with The Rock versus Mankind. There was a... There was a match where Rock, where Mankind's kids were in the front row watching the match, and The Rock was beating the crap out of him with a steel 14 chair. 14 times with a steel chair? Yeah, his, it was? his kids were crying, mm-hmm. and they kept cutting to his kids crying. Like, you want to see this? 
always check out Beyond the Mat. Yeah, and it was it was <laughs> legit tears because I mean, the young kids have a hard time distinguishing exactly what's going on with wrestling. And, and that's yeah. her dad. And then, ins- and then insult injury. She takes the headband that she took from the kid. She throws it at. The- she chucks it back at the kid. Yeah, yeah. it was great. That's so awesome. And then you have um, Bailey targeting the hand of Sasha Banks, yeah. just like Sasha did in the Brooklyn match, yes. which ended up getting Bailey the victory because of that awesome uh, submission yeah. and tweaking I, the hand in the middle of it. I wanted them to go for overtime. Yeah, but I, it's been done. I know, but I know I would have. I knew they weren't going to do this, but how awesome would it have been though if you're if they're at two two, times up they go in overtime and they go another half an hour overtime and drag that match out. They go full. They do a full, you know, sixty minute Iron Man match. Unexpectedly, I, that would they been had crammed so much into that first one though. I don't know what they would have done in the second one. I yeah. will also disagree with one. you in the sense that, um, and we're getting into the stuff I didn't like about the match. There were some spots that were great, and there was some awesome storytelling. Josh and I were talking about this before the show came on, but the spots that were there, like some of them, just were not great. They didn't have the same. I don't know. Uh, vibe, I guess, with each other that they did in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn match was amazing. Yeah. It was it was also in front of a massive crowd yeah. as well. And I don't know if that's a different feel from being in the uh, you know full sale uh, arena or university. I don't know what it's called studios. Um, but it, there were just times where it just didn't look pretty. There were spots where like you know that's not what they meant to do. Um, and uh, the one the arm drag that dropped Sasha Banks on her head and shoulder just looked brutal. You know, and then she ended up selling it. Later on, when Bailey's like, "Oh, let me help you up," and then picks her up, and then she kind of used it as like a, like I thought that was very smart of her. I definitely don't think that was part of the show. See, I was the other. I way think around. they were able I to move was... past the botches, though. Yeah. Well, and so one of the things that I thought good was was when they did the, um, when Banks was jumped through the ropes and Bailey caught her. It was kind of a rough catch, but they but they were able to finally pull off the the finisher. Mm-hmm. But we got to. Yeah. So the my my one problem with the my I I was able to get past the botches, but my one issue, and I I know we need to move on, but I wanted to say this: I felt like the ending with everyone clapping for them and them getting flowers from Triple H was patronizing, and it would have never happened if it if they weren't women. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. I was kind of like, I get them coming out, like that's happened before. Yeah. Don't give them big bouquets of flowers. Yeah. And- so. But I mean, overall, though, like I think that match was fantastic. Um, most disappointing because I don't think they're going to do a, a, a third rematch. I think now that Bailey's won twice in a row, they're going to have her move on someone else in NXT, and I bet you it's going to be. You'll see that match again when she comes up to the main roster, though. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and yeah, I bet you she'll be in the main roster probably sometime after January. Yeah. Well, it usually happens um, after someone gets the belt. You know, they move on. Up. Yeah, and the, and the next takeover event's going to be in London in December. So, um, but so that I mean, be, we'll see that. But this has been um, it's been the top rope review. Are we are we ending? <laughs> yeah, we're at time. Okay. Yeah. So this <laughs> has been the top rope review. We're coming to you live from the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming. We're part of the Podcast Detroit Network. 
Um, and we're coming to you from Ferndale, Michigan. And we want to shout out to Falling Down Brewery for um, providing the Suburban Home IPA for for us during this podcast. What do you think of it, Will? It was delicious. It's probably also why I kept messing up Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns all night. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's I, I, I blame it on the IPA. Good job. We'll you do drink IPA. IPA every. You do drink the Falling Down Brewing Company beer every time you do the show. He's so a loyal. Possibly. Yeah. This could be the reason why. We're all here for good fun, and we eventually say stuff correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this has been the Top Review. Thank you for listening. Catch you next week. See ya. Armbar. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is a previously recorded episode.